This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 668 of the School of Podcasting, we have a Because of My Podcast story. We've got the question of the month. And look, I asked my mom, I asked my cousins and aunts and uncles and people at work, I can't get any honest feedback. Is there any way I can air check myself? Yeah, I got some tips. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcaster, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And back in episode number, oh, I think it was 655, we talked about how do you know if your show is any good? How do you know if it's connecting to the audience? And that focused on making sure your content was great. And I had a whole bunch of people come on and share their opinions on that. It was a mega episode. And your podcast is a presentation of, well, information, right? And as someone who speaks at conferences on a fairly regular basis, I have always had, you've heard the the saying probably, there's the presentation you planned, there's the presentation you delivered, And then there's the presentation you wish you had delivered. And to avoid that whole, oh, I wish I would have, there's two ways to do that. The first one is through planning. And that's why if you see me at Podcast Movement, you're probably going to hear me say, I'm going to go back up to the room and run my presentation again. I'm doing one called, does thinking about podcasting make you want to wet your pants? I want to wet my pants. That's actually not part of the presentation, but I'm going to run that a lot because I want to avoid the, oh, I wish I would have done that. And then the other way you can have a really good presentation. And again, your podcast is you presenting information to your audience is by learning from your past mistakes. Now, here in the U.S., our sports teams talk about, ah, we got to go watch the game tape. Well, you have game tape In the podcasting world, it's called your old episodes. And so I want to thank Ed Ryan, Ed Ryan, who is uh, not only the host of Podcasting for Radio Dummies, he's also the editor of the Podcast Business Journal. And he said, why don't you write an article, because I write columns over there, podcastbusinessjournal.com. He says, write an article about how to air check yourself. And if you're like, wait, what is air check? Air check is a somewhat radio term where you would have the DJ go and do a show and he or she would then grab their, I'm going to guess program director, whoever their boss is. And they sit down and listen to the show with you and go, that was good. Uh, That was mm, well. mm, Okay. And so if you go out to school of podcasting.com slash six, six, eight, I'll have a link to the article out at podcast business journal. If you want to read that, but I thought about this and I'm like, this is really something I want to talk to you about. And so can you air check yourself? And you can, but there's some things you have to do. And and first of all, it's never 
You air checking yourself is never going to be as good as asking your actual audience. And that's one of the things we talked about back in episode 655. And you might be saying, but Dave, I don't have an audience. I asked my mom. She said it was great. I asked my dad. He said, yeah, great. Wonderful, son. Keep doing it. I asked my cousins and they said, you know, you can't get legit feedback. So these are some tips on how you can listen to yourself and try to air check yourself. Now, my buddy, Eric K. Johnson, you might know him as the podcast talent coach. That's another term from radio. That's actually the the person that does that air check often is the talent coach. And you can find him at podcast talent coach. I do a show with him called the podcast review show. So if you're looking for honest feedback, we can definitely do that. Podcastreviewshow.com. And I will even say of that, in some cases, you want to find your target audience. And that's one of the great things about that show. You have myself and Eric. We did one show once where we were reviewing a guy that does toy trains. It's a toy train podcast. I'd never had toy trains growing up, but Eric did. So Eric loved the episode. I was kind of meh. So you always want your target audience. But Eric has a great phrase about the beginning of your show. And he says, nobody's getting on that bus without knowing where it's going. So what I want you to do is find a show that is old, if you can, you know, months old. Not We're, we're not talking about last week's show or two weeks. Go to an old show, maybe a month even. Something to where you don't remember all the shiny details from it. You want to try to find a show that you can listen to with fresh ears. And then when you hit play, Grab your phone and set a timer for one minute. And when that one minute is over, you want to ask yourself, do I know where this show is going? Do I know what the show is about? And this is where things like your episode titles, I often refer to these headlines, and you want the headlines to match whatever your show is about. And I cannot stress enough how important it is to have good episode titles. Why? Because when you start a TV, when you start a radio, something happens. Something comes pouring out of the speakers with podcast apps. That is not the case. When you hit start on Overcast or Pocket Cast or whatever Stitcher, nothing starts. And that's why you have to have a great title that gets people to press play. So after that one minute mark, do I know what this podcast is about? Do I know what this episode is? is about. Then after the three minute mark, are you at the meat and potatoes? Are you at the actual content or are you still doing the whole chit chat kind of thing? And that's not to say that all chit chat is bad. I think if you can tell a story that helps illustrate whatever the heck you're talking about, well then chit chat away. Cause in reality, you're kind of starting the meat and potatoes with that chit chat. But if you're at the three-minute mark and you're nowhere near getting to the real content, you might want to think about that one just a little bit. You also know your crutch words. Mine, I have and um is one of my favorites. You know is a good one. Right is another one I like to throw in. Well, listen for those crutch words because now that it's not so fresh, they might pop out a little more and you might want to say, hmm, Should I edit those out? Is that annoying? Again, we don't expect you to speak absolutely perfect. You're going to have crutch words. 
but are they to the point of being annoying? Well, now that you're listening with fresh ears, uh, maybe they are. Then the other thing you might want to do is do you have any advertising in your show? Well, then you might want to look at that 30-second spot and, again, grab your phone, go to the timer, and when you start that 30-second spot, you might want to see, is that actually 30 seconds? Or if it's a 60-second spot, is it actually 60 seconds? Or is it more closer to, I don't know, four and a half minutes? And again, look at it and go, well, was I telling a story? Was I making it entertaining? Or was I just rambling on much longer than I needed to? That's something you would want to write down. Another thing you might want to do is when you're looking at this episode, go back to your show notes and see if everything still makes sense. See if there are any typos. I know for me, I go, ooh, missed that one. And because not only are you listening with a fresh set of ears, you're also now reading with a fresh set of eyes. Now, before we get into talking about interviews, I want to talk about theschoolofpodcasting.com. And you might be saying, what is the School of Podcasting? Do I have to go someplace? Nope. It's online. We're talking about three simple words, courses, coaching, and community. And when we talk about courses, everything from planning to equipment to editing to publishing to building your own website, how to plug that stuff in, it's all there in the courses. When we talk coaching, we're talking about live group coaching where you have myself and other members of the School of Podcasting. And if you have something like, Dave, I don't know how to do this in Audacity, or I don't know how to do this in Hindenburg, or how do I do this in WordPress, I can share my screen and show you exactly what to do. Plus, we have a private spam-free Facebook group, and it's a great place to get opinions of your fellow podcasters who want to help you impact your audience. And of course, you have access to me to help ensure you are headed in the right direction. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. Check it out again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. And as I air check myself, I was planning on that being a 60-second spot for the School of Podcasting, and I clocked in at 1 minute and 11 seconds. So again, it's really easy to go over, and that again is up to you if that depends or not. But I do want to talk about interviews. Get a lot of questions about interviews. I still have, I'm working on an episode that's going to be a mega episode where I just share everything about interviews in one episode. That'll be coming in the future. And so I have a cheat sheet that if you hear me talk about this and you're like, oh, this is already set up, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash interviews and you can download the cheat sheet. So what it is, is before you listen to the episode, I want you to answer these questions and write it down on this cheat sheet. What are the strengths of the guest? In other words, why did you bring them on? And why did, you know, what did you plan on getting out of this interview? And then what were the takeaways? So what are the strengths of the guest? Why did you bring them on? What did you get out of the interview? And what are the takeaways? Then listen to the interview and take out a notepad or open your favorite note-taking app 
and you want two columns. In the first column, you want the column labeled, you guessed it, question. And in the second column, you want to put answer. And when I listen to Harry Duran of Podcast Junkies, Harry does a great job of asking the questions that I would ask if I was interviewing the guest. So as you listen to this episode, you want to listen for any missed opportunities. Like did the did the guest give you this answer and you're thinking, oh, I wonder what such and such and such. And instead you went to the next question. Did you miss an opportunity for a follow-up question? Now, if the guest had something to promote, a book, a website, a podcast, whatever it is, did you promote the guest, whatever they have, website, product, service? And if so, do you think it was enough promotion for them? Do you think it was too much? Do you think it was too little? Did you find yourself repeating what the guest said? This drives me nuts, and I hear it all the time, where somebody will go, hey, Dave, what's your favorite color? And I'll go, a green, which it's actually not. But it's green, you know, because uh, yellow and blue make green. And then the person that just asked me the question, I go, yeah, because, you know, yellow and blue do make green. That's awesome. And I'm like, why are you repeating what I just said? I call this the me too syndrome where somebody go, what's your favorite football team? And they go, the Cleveland Browns. And they go, me too. And then you just you just repeat everything the guest just said. You're here to spotlight the get. That drives me nuts. So did you find yourself doing a lot of me too? Because we really don't, that doesn't add anything to the show. Now, granted, it's letting your audience let you know something that you go, yeah, me too. But do we really need that? And again, these are just things you want to listen for and go, does that bring value? Does that bring value to my audience? And then when you look at why you brought the guest on, remember we wrote that down. Did you achieve what you set out to do? Well, I wanted them to come on and share about blank. Okay, well, did they do that? Did you get your expected takeaways? And if so, what did you do to get to those answers? So if you go, yeah, I brought them on to do this, and I wanted them, I wanted to hear this, great. How did you do that? Because do more of that. You did a really good job. Now, if not, and you go, well, I kind of brought them on to talk about bliss, but instead we ended up talking about that. What did you feel you could do differently next time? Again, you're just looking at the game tape. We're not here to beat ourselves up, but if I could do this again, what would I do differently? Now, final conclusions for, for everyone, whether you're doing an interview show or a solo show, what did you think you did well in this episode? Because the whole thing didn't stink. So what did you do good? Was the audio good? Was the level good? Was the Did you get to the meat and potatoes quick? What was it? What did you think went well in this episode? And then what was the best takeaway? If you had to boil down this episode that you just listened to, to one sentence, what would it be? And then ask yourself, should I take that one sentence and put it out on social media? Maybe I should make an audiogram of it or whatever, but what was the best takeaway? What was the nugget? What was the gem of this episode? And if you go, mm, I don't know, well, that's a problem. What lessons can be learned from this episode? So if you go, well, I didn't really know the guest. I brought him on. I, you know, okay, well, there's a lesson learned. Don't bring on people you don't know. If you can't answer the question, why am I bringing this person on? Uh, then maybe you shouldn't have them on your show. And then here's another thing that 
I am personally not great at. How was your call to action? Did you have one or did you have 12? (laughs) It's hard to do one call to action, but those are some things to look at. And I want to reiterate this. Self-evaluation is hard to do, and it's just never going to be as good as getting someone else's opinion. Now, if you go to an event or you're somewhere and you find yourself face-to-face with an actual listener of your show, I cannot, this, oh, this is huge. It's huge. You have a listener of your show right in front of you. Ask them, what do you like about my show? And I am here to tell you, they will tell you. They don't have a problem telling you what they like about your show. But then, and I do this, and it's always a little awkward, ask them, what do you wish I would do differently? Is there something you don't like about the show? And you want to explain to them, like, look, I have thick skin, and I I just really want to make the best show for you. I can take it. And then shut up. And I mean shut up. Now, they're going to say, oh, I love the show. What are you talking about? It's the best thing ever. Shut up and wait for an answer. That awkward silence might nudge them to give you a pointer, to give you a note, just a small note. Now, if you really want to give them a super safe environment, if they start to give you a suggestion, pull out your phone, pull out a notepad, whatever you have lying around. And this is an old trick I used to do back in the day. I was a customer service rep for a company. And I was often the guy that would go in and put out the fire. And I would say, well, what could we have done to make this better? And the minute they open up their mouth, I would start, I would grab a pen and a paper and start writing it down. Why? Because your body language just shouts what you're saying is important. And when they see that, they're much more likely to give you more feedback. And that's what we want. We want feedback. I want to know that if you really hate this part of my show, hey, Dave, that lightning round thing you do and you have the big old pow, pow, zippy, zap, zip, zoop, zee. I can't take the zip, zip, zappy, da, poo, wee. Can you please quit with the zip, zip, zappy, da, woo? Just cut it out. Just go to the questions. Okay, got it. Wrote it down. You might even ask themselves, do you care if I write this down? Again, that will get them going. But the one thing you don't want to do And this is so hard to do, I'm here to tell you, is when they say, well, I don't know, it just seems by the time you get the intro done and then you do the thing, it just seems like it takes you forever to get to the meat and potatoes. Don't start saying, well, I do that because I da-da-da and then the thing, and then we got to do the thing because of the spot. No, don't start explaining why you do. Just go, "Uh uh-huh, anything else? And shut up up. Just listen. Now, I am here to tell you it's hard, but the idea here is to make it safe for them to give you feedback. Now, you can later, once they run out of things, say, okay, hey, thank you so much for that. In case you ever wondered, the reason I do that thing in the beginning is because I got to get to the sponsor within three minutes. It's in the contract, and they'll probably go, oh, but it's still great feedback. But keep in mind, with all this stuff, you are 100% in control of what you do with this feedback. It's entirely up to you. If somebody says, I hate the zip, zoo, zippy, da, do, and the other person goes, oh, I love it. Oh, well, it's going to be up to you to figure it out. But I'm here to tell you that I've done this. I actually went back and found an episode from 2013 
of a show I do on Saturday morning called Ask the Podcast Coach. It's myself and Jim Cullison, and I kind of kick off that show. Jim kicks in, and, and we just talk about whatever's going on in podcasting. We answer your questions live. If you ever want free podcast consulting, just get up Saturday mornings, 1030 Eastern Standard Time, and go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And so that show is kind of planned. I always have things that I you know we can talk about in the event nobody has any questions, but there are times when I was listening to it going, okay, crutch word, crutch word, another crutch word, another crutch word. I was like, egads, now I know it's live. But I was listening to it, listening to the game tape, for lack of a better phrase, and my goal, again, is to make my show better. And you can do that through better planning and also by learning from your past mistakes. And if you can find your target audience and say, hey, can you please listen to this episode and talk about it like I'm not in the room? You might reach out to your, if you have a newsletter, If there is a Facebook group about your topic, just do that. And then the key is to just listen. That's the best. If you can't make that happen, use these tips I gave you today and try to air check yourself. Elizabeth, (laughs) sorry, I didn't hear you come in. I'm listening to a podcast. There are these episodic audio recordings. I'm familiar with the concept of a podcast. Everyone is. Yeah, I was smiling pretty big when I heard them mention not only podcasting on The Blacklist, that's an NBC show, but a big chunk of that storyline was about people listening to this guy's podcast. That was pretty cool. And they actually gleaned information from the podcast to kind of help solve the crime. But speaking of gleaming information, it's the last episode of the month, which means I ask you a question, you answer it, and I play your answers. And this month's question was, are you paying for any part of your podcast production? And Fred Castaneda from the podcast reporter said, nope, I'm just paying for hosting. And here are the rest of your answers. Hey, Dave, this is Jonathan Bloom of Wiki Awesome. So I don't pay for anyone to do things like editing. I do pay for things like for graphics. I have a tool. I pay for the rights to use music and sound effects. I pay for images. So there are things I pay for and even hosting, but I don't pay for people to do the actual process of the podcast. Hi, Dave. This is Chef Robert Lewis, and my podcast is The Happy Diabetic Kitchen. My website, happydiabetic.com, all things related to diabetes, food, health, culinary, cooking, and all kinds of love. Our podcast celebrates people living with diabetes and how to eat better, live healthier, and live a better diabetic life. Matter of fact, their best diabetic life. So yes, Dave, I want to answer your question, and that is, yes, I do pay my son, Jason, who is the producer of the podcast, I pay him money to do the editing, upload it, and all things related to that. And it's been a very good relationship. Jason is also my co-host, and it just is a great moment for a father-son to get together. And I am a member of the School of Podcast um, and a proud member and hope to graduate soon. So thanks, Dave, for all you do. Remember, no one loves you more than me. Hey, Dave. Hey, SOP family. Answering the question of the month, do you pay anyone at any stage of your podcasting production process parts? Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Personally, for me, I don't create a podcast anymore, so I really shouldn't be answering this. But I will say, when I was doing my podcast, Money Plan SOS, which was retired in 
2015, I was doing everything myself except for a few times I had a fan who was writing my show notes for me. And to this day, I still feel guilty about it because I was only paying her 10 bucks. That's not 10 bucks an hour. That was 10 bucks to do the show notes, period. And I'll tell you what, it, it's a lot more expensive. It should be a lot more expensive. Your time is worth more, which is why I'm saying it's much more expensive to produce show notes. And I'm, I'm seeing that now. I saw more people requesting for, hey, I'm looking for someone to write show notes. Who writes show notes? You know, where do I find people to write show notes? I had more people looking for people to write show notes in February or March than I did in all of 2018. It seems like it just exploded. Like maybe there's some report that, you know, good show notes finds you new listeners. I don't know. I, I didn't see any of that anywhere. But there's an explosion in looking for help because writing show notes is a pain. So I did a survey inside of a group to ask, if you write show notes for somebody else, for money, then what do you charge? And I gave them the parameters. It's a 30 minutes of audio, period. You got 30 minutes of audio. All we're looking for is two to three paragraph summary with links to everything that was mentioned. What do you charge? The average was between 40 to 50 bucks. So to summarize again, 40 to 50 bucks to write your show notes for you. You get two to three paragraphs for 30 minutes of recorded audio and URLs to everything that was mentioned in the show, which I think is pretty good. It's at least a, you know, a good basis for a blog post. And then of course the basis for your description, which would go into Apple podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, all the good places. So yeah, I was totally underpaying the fan of my podcast who I still talk to on Facebook occasionally, but that's my answer. Oh, and I'm supposed to promote myself and my podcast here. I don't have a podcast right now, so I'm going to go ahead and promote one of my clients. This was a fun one. If you go back to the April 1st episode of Military Money, Military Money podcast, it's a fun show, especially if you are familiar with the Stacking Benjamin show, because, well, two of the guys from the Stacking Benjamin show broke into the Military Money headquarters, which basically is the host Lacey's house and took over the show for the day. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to listen to. And uh, definitely a different thing for <laughs> the host. So Military Money Podcast. Go back and listen to one from April 1st. It's a lot of fun. Hey, Dave. This is Pedro from my st Stuttering Life podcast. And I only hire an editor if I have a remote guess because I don't want to mess that up. Although if I am doing a solo podcast, then I just kind of wing it on my own. But if I have a guest, my goal is to have the guest sound as perfect as they can be. So I hire an um, editor on average. Um, it's, you know, $56. And so I tip 20 because I'm very grateful for all of their talents. So that's my two cents from Pedro from my St Stuttering Life podcast. Thank you. Pedro, I got to jump in. I, I just got to say I, I'm standing. I'm applauding. I just I think it's so cool that you had the courage to stand up and go, I'm going to be seen even though I stutter. And to me. I, I'm looking at everybody else here that doesn't stutter. It goes, look, do, are you seeing what he's doing? That is so cool. 
I'm just like, that's okay. Thank you, Pedro. You're going to make yourself into one of my presentations because that's just, I am, I'm just blown away. I love the fact that you're standing up because there's only, and it goes back to the same thing. There are only, the only people that understand what it's like to live with a stutter are people that are living with a stutter. And somebody had to stand up and get behind the mic, and Pedro did. And, dude, I'm just I, – I applaud you. I salute you. J- just keep up doing the great work, man. I love it. Hi, Dave. It's John Friedel from Professor Slots, where I guide slot machine casino gamblers to success. It's not for everyone. But if you've ever walked into a casino and wondered what's going on, I can help. Do I pay for any part of my podcast process? Hmm. No, I don't. Well, not anymore. I once used a transcription service for a while, but stopped after I figured out how to do it myself, which was both easier, faster, cheaper, and entirely accurate. Otherwise, I use services which are more or less outside of my podcast production process. Yet, I couldn't have a podcast without several of them. Like, for example, having a podcast host. Further, I certainly couldn't have a business without many other services, despite trying to keep things as simple and uncomplicated as possible. Those include an email subscription service to grow my primary business asset, but also various plugins for bookings, backups, and security. I've even started using a few sound effects. I can't imagine doing those myself. Looking at your question another way, what might I pay for as part of my podcast process? An audio editor would save me time per episode, but improving my speaking ability would slow down to next to nothing. Maybe when I need less editing, I'll have an editor other than myself. But then maybe I wouldn't need one. Otherwise, I worked in graphic design through my undergraduate college years. So I'm fine with designing my own logo. It only took me a whole month, but I'll have it forever. Making other artwork for my podcast and website is fun and easy, given past intense interests in photography and making colorful engineering presentation slides. However, I have no doubt a day will come when I'll need help. For me, part of becoming successful means exceeding my own ability to get everything done that will need doing. Put another way, so far, I've been able to learn everything necessary. But the day will arrive when I simply can't keep up with the pace necessary as my business grows, be it two years from now or ten. I look forward to your upcoming episode with the thoughts of other members of your audience as well as your own. Thanks for all you do. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. Bye. Hey, Dave, it's Moxie from Your Brain on Facts, the weekly half-hour show of things you never knew you never knew. To answer your question of, do you pay for any part of podcast production? My answer is, no, none of it. For two reasons. One, the obvious one, I have a budget of exactly zero dollars American. The other thing is not so much that I couldn't let go and let someone else be in control of my show, it's that I don't know what exactly I want until I've got my hands on it doing it. And there's the procrastination issue. Many a Your Brain on Facts episode has been recorded at the 11th hour. Add them all up, and I am right out of the target market when it comes to podcast production services. Thanks for making School of Podcasting. I particularly got a lot out of episode 667 about different productivity tools. Normally, an episode like that of anyone's show would be kind of meh for me, 
but this one I got a lot of value out of, and I've even started using some of the techniques. So thanks particularly for that. Thank you, Moxie. Moxie was also recently featured on the podcast Rodeo Show. That's a show where I will review the very first part of your show, like the first five minutes, and give you my honest first impression of your podcast. And I got this voicemail today. Hi, Dave Lee, and this is Rami here. Uh, so for the first time ever, after listening to, goodness knows how many episodes of uh, the podcast Rodeo Show, I have finally subscribed to a podcast, and that was Your Brain on Facts. Um, it's really well produced by the sound of it. I like the content. Like you say, always, if something makes you always want to listen more, and uh, that episode did, so uh, I've now subscribed. So well done to the uh, producer of that, and thanks very much for sharing. So for more information about that, go over to podcastrodeoshow.com. We still got one more person that wants to chime in on the question of the month. Hi, Dave. This is Brandon from Florida Focus, a college football podcast. You can find us at floridafocuspodcast.com. To answer your April question, no, we currently don't pay for any part of our podcast to be produced. We are using Patreon at the rate of $2 a month to reinvest in the podcast community. This has also allowed us to learn about other podcasts and, along with following the School of Podcasting, have given us great tips on what to do and what not to do. Thanks, Dave, and we enjoy your show. Thank you, and really thanks to everyone who sent in your answers. Links will be out in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 668. And since a lot of people brought up editing and we got an answer from the one and only Steve Stewart, if you are a podcast editor, Go over, I'll put a link in the show notes again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 668. But Steve has a, a large group of podcast editors. And also, if you're thinking of getting an editor, you can contact Steve. And he basically puts it to the group to make sure you can find the right editor for your show. Well, for me, in terms of production, I don't pay for an editor. I My show is a little too creative shall we say that i can't just say oh put this music in work in some jazz music then do this then mix in so i have to do my own well i shouldn't say i have to but i choose to edit the school of podcasting i might take some of my other shows and have someone edit them in the future but the one thing i do use is i pay for canva and that's a great program for making graphics and you can actually use the the free version and then just pay for the images as you go. But I find that a very useful tool. And there are other ones that I thought about, like Social Jukebox, and um, which is a, a automatic uh, twit thing, twit, tweeter, Twitter, you know, the, twi- the yeah, the, the face chat, the snap book, whatever it is, yeah. The uh, Social Warfare is another plugin, but that's not really podcast production. That's more exposure. So what the question for this month and I think I've asked this in the past, so we're going to bring it back. I can't really remember. I should start writing these down. In fact, I have started writing these down in Evernote. But I get contacted by people all the time that are looking for what pain points does the average podcaster have? Because they're looking to invent software that will fix that for them. And I get this all the time. What's the biggest pain point in podcasting? So I'm going to throw that out to you as you create your podcast If somebody said, what's the biggest pain in podcasting, what is it? And I'm going to kind of leave it open-ended there. I don't want to go, is it the this or is it the this? And I'm just saying, what's your biggest pain 
when it comes to podcasting. And again, you can go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I've got a folder right there. You can upload a file if you've recorded it, or if you want to email it to me, uh, just email dave at schoolofpodcasting.com and be sure to put May question in the subject line. And I will need that by Friday, May 24th, because that will be coming out on May 27th, 2019. Again, the question of the month is, what's your biggest pain in creating your podcast? In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. I was on the Project Egg show, as in like EGG, and this is a, a really interesting guy, Ben Gothard, says the goal of the show is to give you a fresh, unscripted, and unedited look into the lives of real entrepreneurs from around the globe. And I can safely say this is not your typical Dave Jackson interview because I had questions like this. I want to jump back into your childhood. Mm -hmm. What did it smell like? What did it smell like? Uh, if I were to joke about it, government cheese. Uh, my dad was a long-distance truck driver, and he was another guy that occasionally would lose his job. Uh, so on a, we, I do know the taste of government cheese, probably, uh, and rubber. Uh, I, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and it, at the back then, there were a lot of rubber factories. So if you went, especially on Route 76, you're just driving along going, oh, great, burning rubber. This is awesome. I love living here. So. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where I grew up. Hey man, I checked out your podcast, bro. It's dope. You making a living doing that? Yeah, yeah. I got I got a ton of listeners. You know, advertising dollars are really rolling in. I feel like I'm making a difference. Speaking of making a difference, it's time for a because of my podcast story. This is where if you're like, should I start a podcast? Well, here's an example of something that happened. Because they had a podcast. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. I'm Brendan. I'm Kevin. And we are from the Brendan and Kevin podcast. Be sure to check us out at thebrendanandkevinshow.com. Hit the download button for all our links to iTunes, Google, and Stitcher. Because of our podcast, we now have a live radio show on RadioVegas.rocks every Saturday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We originally started out as a DJ duo on our local radio station where we formed The Brennan and Kevin Show. After three years, we were fired via text message. That's when we decided to start our podcast. Then, due to the success of our podcast, we were given the opportunity to have that live radio show on RadioVegas.rocks. So coming full circle, we have our live show back, The Brennan and Kevin Show. And in addition, we have our podcast, The Brennan and Kevin Podcast. All because of our podcast. Yeah. That's very cool because especially in radio, you know, a new program director comes in, they go from whatever hard rock to sports and everybody gets whacked. It's nice to have that podcast to fall back on and to be kind of social proof that, hey, look, we actually have an audience. Bring us to your station. Very, very cool. So as I get ready to wrap up here, since we did talk about how do I check myself, how do I check my show it would be really stupid of me to not let you know. I mentioned previously the podcast rodeo show. That's just really the beginning of your show. If you really want an air check, it's myself and Eric K. Johnson. Come on, podcasttalentcoach.com. You get both of us. We go over not just the beginning of your show. We go over the middle, the end. We actually listen to your podcast a couple of times. Then we figure out what you're doing right so you can do more of that. We figure out the things you're not doing right and say, mm, 
don't know if I would do that anymore. Plus, we actually bring you on the show. So it's like getting two podcast consultants for the price of, I don't know, a half because it's 99 bucks. That is a steal, my friends. For more information, go out to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. And of course, links in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 668. Hey, where am I going to be the next place? I'm going out to Utah. This is a one-day single-track event. So if you're on the West Coast, you definitely want to check this out. It's the Utah Podcast Summit. It is in Sandy, Utah, June 8th. Use the coupon code SOP to get $20 off your ticket. June 15th, I'm going to be at WordCamp Kent talking about how to go from a blogger to a podcaster. That's in Kent, Ohio. That's right in my backyard. August 13th through the 16th, I will be speaking. Am I allowed to say that yet? I'm going to be at Podcast Movement. And Podcast Movement is one of the big, well, it is the biggest event for podcasting. That's in Orlando, Florida, August 13th through the 16th. September 4th through the 7th, I'm going to be speaking at FinCon in Washington, D.C. Then September 8th through the 10th, I'm going to be speaking at the Military Influencer Conference, also in Washington, D.C. Then back in Ohio in October, October 17th and 18th. It is the, I guess it's Doyo, Doyo Live. It's a digital marketing and interactive design conference. And I'll be there talking about podcasts. Looking forward to that. That's the first time. A lot of these are first time. I've never been to the Utah one, never been to FinCon, never been to Doyo, uh, never been to the military. In So it's going to be a great time this year. I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. And for more information, just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. Right now, I've got all this information in the sidebar. I want to thank you so much for spending your time with me today. And you heard this episode was based on an idea that Ed Ryan gave me to put in the podcast business journal. Well, what if you just had an idea? You, yeah, I'm talking to you. What would you like to hear on the school of podcasting? I would love to hear it. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I would be happy to talk about whatever it is you want to hear. So thanks so much for tuning in. Website again, schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. We'll see you again next week. Until then, take care, God bless, and class is dismissed. It's a digital uh, kind of marketing podcast podcast. It's a digital marketing somewhat uh, conference, one-day conference again. Ah, geez, you really bopped that up.